Welcome to the Numb Bills Fan Podcast for May 13th. The draft just happened about a week ago. About a week ago? Two weeks ago. Oh, that's right. I'm back. Yeah, Deacon's back. He almost didn't make it. His car broke, allegedly. Oh, it's broke. It's broke, but... It's real broke. The Donut Man, he's back. Hagedorns, go see him. Webster, New York. Oh, thanks for the plug. Yeah, come get some donuts. Um, All right, so where do you want to begin? Well, we got good stuff. We got the draft. What about the flake gate? How about that? You want to go there? I'm sure it's beaten, but I got some thoughts. What about you, bud? Oh, I got some thoughts. Oh, great. I got some thoughts. Can't wait. But, but you know, you already know I'm a little biased. I don't. I don't want to just hate on Tom Brady. But See, that's that's my problem. I do. <laughs> but okay, okay. You know, I, I try to appreciate the guy because the last few years I'm thinking, man, one day he's not gonna be here, and especially in person, going to a lot of the games the last few years, five years. I don't know. It, it's really cool to to see these guys in person because one day. You could tell your kids, oh, yeah, I saw Tom Brady play. Oh, yeah, he was all right. I hated him, but he was all right. And how many times he just come back right in front of my eyes and just kick the shit out of me and stop oh. in my heart. Oh, I know. I mean, he's the worst, but at the same time, you know, one of the best of our of our generation thus far, you know. You can't you can't have a, a top quarterback conversation without bringing him up. Unfortunately, you know he's been in our division this whole time, just wrecking shop. But now we got we got this you know investigation coming coming back saying he lied to us. You know he he was deflating them balls and he knew it. So they give him they give him four games off, take a couple picks from from uh, the Patriots there. First round next year, fourth round year after that. Find the team a million dollars. What do you, what's your take on that? Is it enough? Is it not enough? What what would you have done differently? What would you have done if you if you had to make that call? If you were Roger Goodell? Um I've heard the point made that if Seattle would have ran the ball and got in the end zone and you know, I don't see Tom Brady coming back even with that amount of time on the clock left. That this wouldn't be that big of a deal. But there's one thing I cannot stand is when a team is cheated so often and a team it feels like we always as Bills fans we think, Oh geez, this team gets the biggest breaks ever. And and it's so true. I mean Remember that Oakland game with the tuck rule? Yeah. You know, just, okay. It's like yeah. tuck rule. They robbed them, you know, the Raiders of a Super Bowl berth. And, you know, that was cool to watch them beat the Rams. But now it's not really cool anymore because the Bills haven't been winning against them and we haven't had a shot. And then, oh, by the way, you come to find out, oh, these guys cheated. Spygate. Slap on the wrist. So where's the tapes? Can't be found. And, and and then now these guys are caught later again after they had a slap on the wrist before. And Sean Payton was suspended for a whole year because, you know what? Ignorance is not acceptable. These guys are under your watch. And you're telling me that the genius that knows what goes on everywhere, he probably has cameras on these players while they're sleeping. And you're telling me he didn't know what the hell was going on? Right. I mean, he's not only head coach, he's he's the acting GM out there. He, you know, it's his team. If he doesn't know, he should know. And, I mean, I, I think everyone agrees on that. So, anyways, back back to what I said, though. The, the punishment handed down. Four games, two draft picks, million-dollar fine. Is it enough? I'm not even done ranting yet. Screw that. I'm not even I'm not even close. Not even so, close? No, not even close. Because think about this. Doug Flutie came out and he was saying, Oh yeah, accidentally I picked up Brady's helmet and I heard radio signals after they were supposed to cut out the signal. 
They were doing slimy, grimy crap, like jamming the other team's signals or getting them cut off there's a, through the headset. To be fair, there's a lot of that going around. Oh, is there though? Because yeah, no, that that's that's the oldest trick in the book. At the same time, they didn't get caught. And if, oh, lots of teams have gotten caught. It's it's one of those things that happens, and you know it's happening, but you can't you can't prove it isn't a technical difficulty. It. I was actually just reading an article. Uh, I want to say I want to say Bleacher Report might have put it up. Every every team's gotten caught cheating at some point. Some more severe than others, and I mean that that right there. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Like I said, that's common play. That's almost. That's almost written in the back of the playbook. Yeah, but at the same time, though, dude, like, they went to that kind of extent. Cheating is documented. They got a slap on a wrist. Here we go, deflate gate. Hey, Tom, why don't you just come out and just say, hey, this is how I like the balls, because this is how I like to feel my balls. And when I grip these balls really great, I'm going to do that. And I need you ball boys to hold these balls and really make these balls just the way I like to hold my balls. And... I can get a nice spiral, whatever the hell it is this guy likes to do with his balls. That's just what he wants to do, and that's how he likes them. And guess what? If I was one of those ball boys, and the guy's like, yeah, you got to do this, and, oh, these guys are scumbags because, oh, I'm a scumbag because they deflated the ball for Tom Brady. I'm sorry, but if Tom Brady said to blow him, I would probably blow him just because not for nothing. That's Tom Brady. That's a superstar. So I'm going to get some kind of, like, awesome memorabilia for my family to pass down to generations and oh i'm a fan of the patriots i'm gonna do whatever tom brady says to do how often do you get that chance that part those two guys get fired doing what they're supposed to do and well what happens the patriots get caught cheating again and whatever it is right wrong indifferent it's the same old crew and as bills fans they have been at the top for 15 years, man. Like, except for twice, I believe, in 15 years. Yeah. So how many? How many people? How many coaches have we gone through? Yeah, in, in the last 15 <laughs> years, like that's what I'm talking about. This guy cheating, it, it screws everything up. Why is Belichick still in the league? I don't get it. I don't get it. That guy needs to be suspended for a year. So, no, it's not enough. It should be a year. At least. For, for Belichick. To be completely honest, though, and I've I've seen other people say this around the internet. You know, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm the first person to think of this. But what I would really have liked to have seen more than anything, you know, forget the suspensions, the fines, all that. Take these guys' Hall of Fame eligibility away. Like, I think that's retarded. Well, I mean, if they're not going to let Pete Rose in the Baseball Hall of Fame for betting on games he wasn't even involved in, but they're going to let these guys cheat their way into the into the goddamn Super Bowl. I mean, the the be all end all of professional football. Like, it does you know the highest platform. They're going to cheat their way in. I mean, there needs to be. There I, needs that that needs to be the asterisk next to listen, that New England Patriots team. I, I, I'm sorry, I, but I, I think it's something else. I think it's the cover up is worse than the crime. I think that's what we have here. Right, and I mean, and like, now, be, now, well, now I can't help you. I I can't help but be suspicious. Can Can I ask you something? Pete, yeah. Rose, Pete Rose isn't in the Hall of Fame, so he doesn't have a dumbass thing. Up, a uh, bust up in the Hall of Fame, like, or, or in baseball, don't they do like plaques or something? I'm so dumb. I mean, listen, listen. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, Pete Rose is more talked about than like more Hall than like probably 95 percent of the Hall of Famers in there. Why? Because it's Pete freaking Rose, and he's a little before my time. But that dude could ball. And you're telling like, do you think Belichick really gives a crap if this, he's in the honestly, Hall of Fame? Honestly, honestly, I do. Honestly, I do, and let me let, let me tell you what I'm thinking here. You gotta you gotta think about who these who these men are. These are men of unbelievable ego. 
maybe the biggest in the league. I mean, Robert Kraft, he's he's worth four four billion and change. A million dollar fine is nothing to him. Can I get some more Twizzlers? Yeah, you can. Deacon, Deacon's reaching right now. All right, all right. Yeah, so one so one. so Robert Kraft's worth four billion and change. Million dollar fine, nothing. I mean, the draft picks that hurts the team down the line. And I mean, Brady's Brady's an egomaniac. So okay, I'm out four games. So I guess I just got to come in and we can go twelve and four, whatever. You know, he is that guy. Their heads are that big. And, like, I think the Hall of Fame is the only thing you can take away from them that's going to hurt their ego. Because, I mean, their pocketbook isn't affected. Brady's going to Brady's gonna get four weeks off. Do you, do you think he's not going to come in ready to go? And honestly, you know, I love my bills. That's why we're here. But Brady's return, week six, versus the Colts, the team that he got caught. With his hand in the cookie jar, like he he got caught screwing them over, that you know that's that's where it came up. I can't wait to see what those dudes try to do when they get a hold of them. You know, what I mean, I, yeah, but not for nothing. I, I think the I think that Colts team is gonna ball hard, and that's I, I don't think that's the one Colts of the, were even that good last year, man. Like I really don't. I, I really felt they were beatable, and oh, if they were any, right, anything right, like last right. year, they're gonna they're gonna get their head kicked in anyways. We'll see. I mean. They, they were one game away from from the big show, man. They yeah, were, they were. And then they, they were forgot to get, They forgot to get off the bus. Did they know there yeah. was a game. Yeah, going that on? was okay. Okay, so they score seven points. All right, I get it. But, but still, they got there. My head still hurts from watching that game. Yeah, it was, but pretty awful. Anything else on it? I'm pretty much. All, all this stuff today. I mean, like. This draft stuff, okay. I'll be blunt with you. This draft stuff is boring. This Deflate Gate thing. Yeah, my my final my final thought on my final thought on Deflate Gate, the punishment, less than they deserve, more than I expected. Yeah, it was a little more than I expected. But Bill Valachuk needs to get, he's got to get suspended. Freaking, he's just scum. Now I did say that. Uh, I did. I did see. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna be paraphrasing here. I did. I did see that uh, Robert Kraft said that his uh, friendship with Roger Goodell is uh, just about done. Oh, that's laughable. That's laughable. All right. Let's enough about these guys. Though. Let's talk about the goddamn Bills, because that's why we're here. What about Tom's balls? No more. No. No more. Okay, bad joke. Thanks. Moving on. Moving on to the what, most what boring, like the most boring part. I think I'm really not a huge fan of the draft. Like the draft is cool, what? but like now that we didn't have the first round pick, I guess I, I lost interest. Even though my favorite part is the late round, so I don't know why I'm complaining. I just like I don't like that we don't have. Maybe it's because I have. I would have to do a lot of homework. To, to really see or, or spend a lot of time watching a lot of college football to understand that, you know, picks five or I should say like three through seven, I think are like the most interesting. And, and, and round two is very interesting too because you always wonder, oh, wow, they might grade 51st rounders even though this year a lot of teams are grading less. But like, yeah, for what's worth, the Bills kill it in the second round. Kill it. Preston Brown, um, Robert Woods. Wasn't Preston Brown third round? Oh, you might be right. You might be right. Yeah, yeah. Robert Woods the second round, but yeah, and that, that's the thing though is they they seem to hit on those picks very well. But I, I don't know. This year is just so boring. And like, what do you know? Monk Kuyper gives it the worst grade because they traded away a pick and they didn't have a first rounder and. You know what I think about Mel Kuyper? Said it last podcast. Oh, you don't have a quarterback. What's it even worth? You know, like, I want, you still got to play the games, dude. You still got to try the player. Like, can we build up around the quarterback? Because last I checked, they don't grow on trees. And 
You better come out hot out of the box. I remember when people just drop in the line. Oh, yeah, get a franchise quarterback like Luck, and then they pair it right with Griffin. Yeah, they don't say that anymore, you know, and they shouldn't ever say that again. So, Mel Kuyper, I don't know what to think about you, bud, but you should look at yourself in the mirror. And, by the way, your pride and joy is your hair, and your Super Bowl is that draft day. Who gives you advice? Are you like Terrell Owens where you just have a lot of yes men or Michael Jackson where you just have a lot of yes men around you like, yeah, Mel? What, is Todd McShay really fondling and setting your balls right like Tom Brady's deflating him a little bit? Get out of here with that, dude. Your hair sucks. Get over it. And if you don't know what he looks like, Google it. Because I'll tell you what, you open up your closet door, that's the kind of guy that you think is in your closet. Let's take a look. He sucks. And he doesn't do anything great. He gives out these general grades. They talk about the first round and the second round, maybe. They don't really touch on anything past that. I want to see the in-depth thing. And if they had that, I'd be more into it. Like, way more into it. But they did get a good cornerback. He sounds Uh, kind of like McKelvin a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You got uh, Ronald Darby, 50th overall in the second round. Florida State, um, another, another just fast player on the Bills. Just another speed guy. Um, great on the blitzes. Great, great in man coverage. They say zone coverage is not too good. Yeah, they say they say he has a hard time finding the ball. Which, if you watch, you know, reading articles, hearing people talk about the rookie minicamp reports. Donnie Henderson's already on him. He's already yelling at him. Get your head around. Get your head around. Whatever it takes. I'm not a football coach. I play Madden. I'm an idiot. But, hey, I'll tell you something. They're on him right now, and I think the coolest part about that pick, dude, that thing is so loud. I think the coolest part about that pick is possibly see Corey Graham in the safety position. And, honestly, I might be in the minority I thought it should have been Stephon Gilmore and Corey Graham, then McAlvin, because Corey Graham just has a nose for that football. And him in a safety position, uh, I think it will be so great, especially now he's a little bit older. But All right, let me ask you this. How do you think, uh, I mean, from your from your initial, you know, look at him, how do you think Ronald Darby is going to stack up to Mikel Roby? I see Nikel Roby standing firm in that nickel corner spot. Here's what I see happening: is Rex Ryan today had a press conference. You know, again Wednesday. It's Wednesday of uh, May something, but yeah, he had it, and they brought up Duke Williams. They asked him about it, and he pretty much said, "Hey, Duke is in a lock for that position." So. You know, they they also had Meeks in there too. But, you know, Duke Williams, I don't, like, Rex Ryan didn't seem, like, too impressed with him. So, and, and it's like, honestly, I could see them wanting Corey Graham to start. And it, it, if this Darby kid shows that he can hang, then you got real options. It, 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 if he's just like, let's just say it. If he's a Quanjo with that coaching staff around him that's proven that they can coach, meaning I don't believe the last coaching staff could coach Quan Quanjo. We've already gone I've already gone over that and ripped Marona off. Oh, that but was you, the second that was the second round pick right there. Quanjo. Right. Quanjo, right. yeah. But you get what I'm saying? It's like if, if Darby with this coaching staff who can clearly coach defensive backs, it's Rex Ryan's thing and, and pride, obviously, with Revis Cromartie go down the list, but my point is if he believes that he can play, which is a trusted source, not some bum who claims to be an offensive line specialist and Marone and can't coach an offensive line to save his life. If Rex says it's ready to go with Darby, I say you just throw, I would say you throw Corey Graham up there in safety and put Darby out there maybe before McCalvin. But ideally, Gilmore 
Darby if he proved it. But man, that, that's so hard to take it away from a proven guy like Corey Graham in that position or McCalvin, you know, because McCalvin was coming around last year really well. Yeah, he he was uh, he was on a little bit of a hot streak there, but yeah. But plus, plus, like what a Stephon Gilmore. Oh, now he's the number one rated corner in the league. You know, like if the Bills blow up this year. You know, he really came to form last year. He finally did it, man. He came to form. And he showed why he was dreaded to have him. Guess what? We only have him through next year. Like, so, you know, you got to start thinking about him. So, this is also, you know, with Corey Graham getting up there. He's already 30. Same with McCalvin. McCalvin's, I believe McCalvin's 32. So, I kind of like the move. Yeah, it. It was a smart pick. Um, some people criticized it, said they said they reached a little bit on it. I don't, I don't think so. I think, I think he went right where he should have. Um, yeah, I, I, gonna, I, I see him. I see him contributing right away. You know, Waley said it. Um, nice pick. So. Keeping this, keeping this whole, this whole conversation alive. Third round, they went. John Miller. They went guard. Got John Miller out of out of Louisville. Definite, definite need. You know, immediate need. Hopefully, he can be a day one starter. What do you, what do you think on it? I, I don't that? know what to think about the guard position because you have incognito. You have that Chris Williams guy, and I'd be curious to to check. What what the cap casualty would be of cutting that guy, and they have so many guards. It's, it seems like you know they they really could use another tackle, and they're at, at the same time they're trying to solve this guard problem. And then they say at least Pro Football Focus says that he he's pretty good at run blocking, but you know fifth highest run blocking grade. And it was often against some of the weaker Power 5 teams. But he's really not that great with the pass blocking. But well, it, we, it, are, we are looking at what's going to uh, be a run for his offense. Well, at least that's, what the, that's at least what Rex Ryan is trying to tell the world. But is it really going to be? You know, I always think that, like, coaches might go down that windy road of, ah, oh, we're going to put this on film, but really we're a passing team. We're keeping us under wraps because power football, you play power football a lot, you know what I mean, growing up. So that comes second nature to, to a lot of guys to pick up. And it, it's like, I think what they're going to try to do is develop him, work on his pass blocking as well as the offense uh, opens up. And, man, with the rate they hit on these third-round picks, second-round picks, I, I hope it's solid. I hope it's solid. So you can't go wrong there. Incognito, he's – I hate that number 30. I really hate that number 30 because I catch myself saying it. But that's – I don't believe that players decline a lot, but who am I? I'm, I'm – again, I don't You're know. You're a dude that's 30. <laughs> Come on, dog. I am 30, but I still work. I get my stuff done. Yeah, it doesn't it, – it hurts more than it used to, though. But I, I like having, like, smart players, though. You know what I mean? Like – those scrappy vets. Right. That's what, right, right. So it kind of sucks to, to think that, like, oh, yeah, Incognito, well, he's dirty, and, you know, Eric Wood is going to be getting up there. Like, you know, just like when they rip on McCoy. Oh, how many great years left does he have? You know, 30? Yeah, dude, like, what, four years is going to be 30? Come on. He doesn't even take big hits. What I would do to be 26 again. So they didn't have a fourth-round pick. Round five, they got Carlos Williams, the running back from FSU. Very controversial pick, at least a lot. Kind of controversial. I, I, I mean, here's the deal with him: is allegedly he was taken for special teams needs. He just started playing. I think he only played running back for two seasons. Yeah, he uh, he played safety before that. Yeah, and then he stopped in on linebacker. They they like. He thought he was going to be like a reserve. Nope, they started him on linebacker for a game. And he had like a phenomenal like career day at linebacker. <laughs> and it's like, 
this guy is so versatile. You know, the, the, they he what, can hit. Yeah, really. What they say he does right. What they like. What I've gathered is this is the kind of dude where he's got a, a defensive attitude running the ball. He's not afraid of contact, and he's going to be a power kind of back. But he didn't really average that. He only averaged four six yards per carry and finishing 26 in production grades for his, for running back eligible guys from pro football focus. So it, it's kind of, you know, they say it's, they say it's kind of controversial to grab the guy. The bills say, Oh, we do the research on the guys. And honestly, it's a million dollar business. I, Million, billion dollar business. I, I hope that they had the resources to do that. And with Terry and Kempagula, especially having a female in the mix, I think that adds a little bit more sensitivity to this guy having a domestic charge or was going to have a charge on him, but it never came to fruition for allegedly his girlfriend posting pictures on Facebook with her arms bruised which could be anything. I'm not going to defend that whatsoever. That's probably a topic that we should never get on because, you know, abusing women is wrong. At the same time, some women are extremely nuts. And I've gotten my ass beat by women before because you're not supposed to hit them. And, yeah, dude, I hope you guys can run fast because I'm kind of chunky and I can't run that far. I'm very chunky. I I guess I'm not that chunky anymore, but... You get my point. I'm not going down that road. It's inexcusable, but I trust the due diligence of them. And then you'll look up, oh, yeah, um, he set up a drug deal, meaning I pretty much think he was just a middleman of, yo, Carlos, can you get us some weed? Yeah, dog, I got you, fam. And what happened? Oh, he, he, the two mutual parties met. A dude got robbed. I don't know who got robbed. I don't. It doesn't matter because you could have been selling an iPhone on Craigslist for all I care. And honestly, you could have robbed the guy too and pulled out some guns. So weed was involved. Some people want to say drug deal gone wrong. I mean, get out of here. Dude showed up with $50 to buy an, an eighth of weed. <laughs> like, this this guy's a criminal. Uh, he's never been charged. You know, so and, and yeah, you, we and all he, we all baby, have he we all baby, have that one friend. Yeah, and he had baby mama drama. You ever watch Cops? Oh my goodness, I don't need to. I got baby mama drama. I mean, dude, you ever have neighbors? You ever, you ever watch me? I don't. Yeah, Deacon, right in front of me. I don't even want to talk about baby mama drama. Yeah, you know, like you're a special guy, Yo. Deacon. All right. So, long story short. You need you need a hard hitter, fast runner on special teams. Call up Carlos Williams. You need some weed. You need to call somebody else. <laughs> you need a safety. Call Carlos Williams. Anyways, so round six, linebacker out of Clemson. As you might know, Rex Ryan's kid goes to Clemson, and he's watched this kid play. Yeah, Tony Stewart. Um, Rex says he drives a good a car fast. Oh, he said that. Yeah, I mean, what? Oh, oh, the the NASCAR guy. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when he killed that kid down the road from here? Ooh. Yeah, that was awful. That was, that was, I, you that was the race car that. driver, not the linebacker. Yeah, you want to talk about not getting <sighs> Tony Stewart not charged for murder? All right, but anyways, think... Tony Stewart, not Stewart. Linebacker out of Clemson. Um, another guy who is, you know, strong, strong with a special teams background. Um, probably won't see him take a lot of reps at linebacker, but could could make the roster as a special teams guy. Depth, you know, depth guy at linebacker if if need be. I'm too dumb. I don't know. I don't. I. I watched a couple clips of him. Guy can tackle. What else do you expect, you know? Doesn't seem like he's a, a strong, like, coverage-type linebacker, just kind of a get-in-your-way, maybe tackle you type dude. But, you know, special teams, 
They say he can contribute, so uh, they know better than I do. Well, they said he's a very able blitzer, is a, is a report on him. Um, he had 16 quarterback disruption and 45 pass rushes out of that. Well, that's a thing. That's Yeah, and he had six tackles on special teams, which whatever. But, yeah, it's not Tony Stewart and back on Tony Stewart. That really was, like, screwed up. I don't know if you guys – I didn't watch the actual video, but – I, I, I don't. I don't want us to think that we're joking about that situation. That like really sucked, and Tony Stewart is known to be king douchebag out yeah. there on the court, on the court of NASCAR. Okay, now we're talking about NASCAR. Again. I know how they get. Oh. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That so was not the same That was a one. tragedy, and the whole way that thing played out. Yeah, really that sucked. Terrible. Yeah, so I don't know. Him and him and Bill Belichick must know some good people. But anyways, round six. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna say this once, and I'm never gonna say it again because I don't give a shit. Jack Nicholas's grandson. Yeah, I Nick O'Leary. Oh, and you hear his pre- you know, you hear his conference call uh, off the WGR app. Check that out. You know, if you check out WGR, they got the little podcast button or whatever audio files, and honestly. It's pretty cool. You, I heard like the phone interview with the guy with every pick. Deacon's trying to sneeze right now, and he's failing really hard. This is great. It's gone. It's I gone. beat it. But yeah, you know everybody asking the stupid golf question. Oh, how is it being the grandson of Jack Nicholas? It's like, yeah, dude, I don't care. Don't you not? Don't you not get it? And I, I just feel bad for the kid where he's got to be in the shadow of his grandfather when you hear his interviews. He does not care, you know. Like he does not care, and I respect John Murphy for having him on the show the other day, and he just never even mentioned it at all. And I thought that was pretty cool of him. So, uh, sixth round for Nick O'Leary. What well, I thought he was rated the number one tight end in the country. Like, yeah, he got he got that award. I was surprised. I was just as surprised as you were. Um. I mean, he could pan out. He seems like a a good all around tight end. I mean, I think he might be. I I think he might be. You know, another Scott Chandler type of dude. Not, not a huge playmaker. Yeah, but, but yeah, but Nick O'Leary has sure hands too. You know, and he's young, and he can actually uh, he can block. Well, I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking he's gonna he's gonna you know play the position similar to Scott Chandler did. But you know, of course, he's a younger guy. He's gonna be a little bit, a little bit uh, quicker, getting up. Um, ultimately, I think I, I think, think grabbing was, him in the sixth round was maybe the best value of yeah, the whole Bills was, draft. That guy was talked about a lot. You know, he was really talked about a lot, and. You know, they're saying at the combine that around combine time, he ran really good routes. I think the word crisp might even be out there. And, uh, you know, he won the Immaculate Award as the top tight end, and he was the runner-up the year before. So, honestly, I, I, think, play. I think this is a great pick. And, you know, they say, hey, he's not fast, but he just finds a way to get open. And we had a guy like that, Steve Johnson. He just found a way to get open. He just recognized. And to me, that's quick thinking. You know, you're recognizing the defense. You know where to go. And, it, you know, FSU was a powerhouse. Seems like we have FSU and Clemson North up. In yeah, Buffalo, I was going to bring that up, actually. A uh, lot of criticisms. Um, you know, I, I get into Bill's discussions, Bill's arguments online frequently. Um I'm on that Bills Mafia group on Facebook a lot. There's like 27,000 Bills fans on there, all with stinky opinions and stinky assholes. You know, everyone's got one. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, why are we going to be the Buffalo Seminoles now? What Do you think, do you think do you, that matters? Do you think that matters at all? Because for me, if anything, you got you got a couple guys who know each other, who've played together like – Carlos Williams has run behind Nick O'Leary. You know what I mean? Uh, hey, did you know that like good football players come from the South? Weird, right? Right, and I mean, 
Seminoles. Yeah, I mean, our championship team. You know, these guys. These guys got it done. Oh, did you hear the knock on Carlos Darby? Kylo or Carlos Darby? Oh my, I'm so. Uh, Ronald Darby or Carlos yeah, yeah, Williams? Yeah, yeah. Which one? Wow, I combined. Which one? I what? combined both. Oh, of them. oh, the, the superhero. R- Ronald Darby there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like uh, a, a big topic brought up was um, that I've heard people debating online or whatever was, oh, he was in a room when Jameis Winston was having sex with that whole alleged unfortunate rape thing. And it's like, well, the guy's the roommate. And I'm thinking, like, these guys saying these things or having these opinions on the internet. Like, the internet can be the greatest but the worst place on earth, for especially for discussion. Worst. Like, yeah, um, I don't know if you've ever been to a dorm, dude, but sometimes you, you gotta, you know, you're always gonna share a room that is way overpriced, you know? And it's just like, unfortunately, these Florida State kids are in the wrong place at the wrong time. And, you know, I don't even want to touch Winston because that is just, that's just dynamite right there. I don't even want to go near it because I don't know what to think. I think the kid's a smart ass, but, you know, hell of a player. But, you know, I don't care where they get these kids from. EJ taught him everything he knows. What is wrong with you? But I, I don't care where they get these guys from. Can they play football? You know, and honestly, look at the roster the last five years. I think I could trust. I think I could trust Doug Whaley. I think they they're doing something good. They're finally building a team, where the draft I'm actually looking at for like one of the first times. As in, hey, I don't think many of these guys are gonna even make the team. You know, like if Carlos gets cut, would you be shocked? No. You know, but his interviews are great. If you ever catch those interviews, he had a great interview with John Murphy. That kid can talk. Um, last pick they got, round seven, Desmond Lewis, Central Arkansas. Uh, pretty much he's that big guy that they want to have, or that they've six, always been talking that about. That six-foot-four red zone target. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's Mike Williams doing? You follow him on Instagram? Looks like he looks like a whole lot of partying and bullshit. I want to go. Yeah. Mike Williams, call me up. You can tweet us. Numb Bills fan on Twitter. Um, but, yeah, I guess this guy from Central Arkansas, you just got to see him against big competition, see how he fares. You know, but they have 13 wide receivers right now on the roster. 13. And uh, I guess also because you want to get all those reps in, but for – the true quarterback competition, having three of them going at the same time, which is pretty cool. But um, well, it is and it isn't because I really just wish someone would someone would take a commanding lead here and just emerge as the starter because I think it's it's important for a team to be able to build chemistry, build rhythm. And that's that's the number one thing that scares me with with Rex Ryan at the helm, is the quarterback situation in New York last year. It was Geno, it was Vic, it was Geno, it was Vic. One's in, the other one's out. The other one's in, the other one's out. Like, I don't, I don't want that. I want. If I was to be a Rex apologist, I would say that he keeps commending. I don't even know if it's the right way to say it. On, he, on, he, on the one hand, I, I like that he didn't just yeah, give he, up on Geno Smith the way Doug Marone just sat EJ Manuel down and didn't even look yeah, a second and time. Yeah, he let, he let Geno, Geno Smith like just let the ball rip. But what, what I'm saying is he he thanked the Pagulas for letting him get this all-star staff. I mean, they have two defensive backs coaches. You know what I mean? He oh, didn't yeah. he didn't want to fire Donnie Henderson, so he brought his other one with him, and they got two defensive backs coaches. And you know, maybe he was limited in resources there. I don't know that side of the Jets story. I honestly don't give a shit. I don't really follow the Jets, unless it's for you know news for you. Know, obviously, you follow them within the division, but as far as getting that deep, as in like, I don't care what Rex back then could have or couldn't have had for resources. Like, I'd never know. But maybe he couldn't hire on more guys. Maybe, and and it's like I think the second time around you learn from your mistakes. Oh, definitely. And you got a guy again. I say say this every podcast. I'm sorry, but 
Greg Roman, he made something on Alex Smith. Left for dead, that kid. So, as far as I'm concerned, if this is the way they want to do it, which is three at the same time practices, which is smart. So, unfortunately, but fortunately, you're going to have a lot more guys in certain positions to fill that out. I think that's what this round seven kid could do. He could be a big guy, but last year they kept six wide receivers. The year before that, they kept six wide receivers. And I mean, where do we start? Watkins, Woods, Harvin, Hogan. Uh, is Hogan though? You know, Goodwin. Rex Ryan's talking about Goodwin. You know, easily could be a lock as a special teams. And by the way, he was always that big target. I always look forward to coming to fruition. But um, he might have made himself so good they don't want to take him out to special teams like Steve Tasker. But. You know, Hogan, possibly. I don't know if Hogan's secure. So, it's like, I, I don't know what this pick means. I look at this like a possible throwaway pick. Um, practice squad, I don't know. Because if he was really desirable, I, I really, 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 really don't know what to think about this round seven pick. And I don't want to say it doesn't matter because... Remember that time we picked Stevie Johnson in the seventh round? That's what I'm saying. And it's like, I always... Especially when we had such a, a roster with so many holes, that was also when the draft was really, 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 really now, more interesting. One thing that does stand out about that Des Lewis kid, his hands, they're huge. He has almost 10-inch hands. Really? Yeah, 9 and 7 eighths. Wow. Huge hands. But I heard I heard he was dropping balls at, at a minicamp. No. I heard he had some drops. They documented that? Yeah, it came if that up. was Doug Marone, that wouldn't have leaked, man. It came up. It came up. Well, I, I, yeah, like, again, if we didn't have these these many good guys, you know, this was four years ago. We're looking at the roster, and we're starting, like, Donald Jones, and, and we dragged to Zesman Lewis. I'm like, yeah, man, we got some competition here. Yeah. And like, yo, don't get me wrong. Donald Jones, his rookie year, is a scrappy guy when he went in there. I was like, yeah, rooting for him. Then I'm like... Wait, buddy, next. You really think that's all you need out there on the outside is Donald Jones, huh? You think you can run with the best of them, huh? And then you know I didn't agree with that one, but like I just can't really get psyched on this Desmond. Desmond, I mean, I'm sorry it. if you're listening, bud. But I hope you make the team. You're a big target, but my man Hogan. You know we got Goodwin, Flash Goodwin. We got all these dudes. You know now they carry eight wide receivers somehow. Maybe okay, but here's here's what I'm gonna get at. What if they carry like one extra offensive lineman, but <laughs> only one? I mean, because let's, and then they let's put look Marcel at this. In. Let's look at this offense right now, because we got three guys competing for quarterback. Do we carry two or do we carry three? Then look at running back. We got McCoy. We got Jackson. We got Dixon. We got Bryce Brown. We got Jerome Felton at fullback. We just signed uh, John Connor today, fullback out of out of New York. Now we're on the street. They might line him up as a blocking tight end. Really? But then, then looking at tight end, we got we got Clay, we got Greg, we got Marquise Gray. Um, how many wide receivers are we gonna carry here? Well, here's the thing though: it's like j- just going right off the cuff on tight ends. Okay, you're keeping Nick O'Leary. And Nick O'Leary, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, exactly. like, you got to, right? If if he's that much of a value, or is he also on the flip, maybe this dude doesn't show up. Maybe Marquise Gray looks better, but uh, unfortunately, I look at Marquise Gray like, okay, like, we're done I with like, you. I like the little flash of, flash of that dude I saw at the end of the season. I'm not saying year. I didn't like it either, but, like, now you have two serious tight ends that weren't in the mix minus Chandler, so you got one extra one. Um, and, and they carried three last year, right? Wasn't it just Lee Smith, Chandler, and, and Greg? Greg? Yeah. And then sometimes wasn't Greg not even active? Am I wrong? I, I think he got scratched a couple of games, yeah. So it's like, but at the same time, Greg Roman likes tight ends. So then that makes you think maybe they will only carry six wide receivers. Maybe they'll carry five. I don't Four four halfbacks and two fullbacks. Yeah, and you know what I want to know too is, because where else are you gonna make that cut? What about running back? I I think. You know, if you go by the value, if you go by smarts, and on paper you're just looking at stats with your eyes closed and not reading the names and having a passionate thing, you look at Fred Jackson and you just look at his age and like, well, 
What's this guy going to do for us? And I'll always defend that guy, and I'm going to defend him right now. That dude can pass protect better than anybody on the team. And he will, t- you know, he, he was not, he, he criticized himself four or five years ago really hard saying, like, hey, I got to step up there. That's where I got to step up. And that dude just wants to be around, and I want a spot for that guy. But you have McCoy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's like, I don't know what to think about Bryce Brown. And what's curious to me is that kid had a fumbling problem. And I'm sitting in the stadium. The Bills are up on the Chiefs. And the run come literally three plays or Bryce Brown's play, good play before that touchdown where he fumbled. The kid next to me, Scott, he goes, yeah, Bryce Brown fumbles a lot. So beware. I'm like, yeah, I know. I go, thanks for mentioning that. Next thing you know, I, he fumbles the ball. Sure and it's like, shit. how do you grab this kid and not work on his ball security? Adrian Peterson had that problem. They corrected it. Doug Marone, do you watch any film? Did that guy watch any of those coaches watch any film on their players' problems like before? Like, you got to correct those mistakes. That's why it's so nice to see that they retained the one good coach from that staff, Donnie Henderson, who's immediately just knocking in that kid's head like, yo, get your head around, draft pick. Look at the ball, Darby. Let's go. You know, and it's like, back to the running back, not to drift off, but, like, I don't know what they're going to do. I have no clue. Like, who, who is a lock? Is Dixon a lock? I wonder if Dixon is a lock. Because he played for Greg Roman. He sounded all psyched that Greg Roman was coming. At the same time, he didn't re-sign over there in San Francisco, or they cut him. I don't remember. I should look it up. It sounds really professional. But either way, he came in for a free agent visit. And the An- bill signed him. Anthony Dixon, my man. He <laughs> said on his Instagram a couple days ago that he's gonna ask Rex if he can play defense this year. <laughs> Not even joking. That is funny. But I, I like Yo, he's nice he's another one that's nice on special teams. The Bill's special teams unit is stacked. Yeah, well, we don't have like ninety five man rosters, so you know what? I don't. I don't know. The only thing I could think of that might be like unorthodox. This is like the stupidest thought of the day. If you don't want to hear it, put in your earmuffs. I understand. Or press if you're on the iPhone. Plus fifteen seconds, right about now. What if they just don't carry that many offensive linemen? Like, what if they only have like one utility guy that can play tackle guard, and they cross train like. You know, let's get really down the rabbit hole. <laughs> you cross me like a defensive tackle to fill in. <laughs> okay, super thought ever. Maybe, maybe we could. Uh, That's the only thing I can think of. Like, what if they just don't carry that many extra offensive li- offensive linemen? You know, because like Chris Harrison used to always be the swing tackle. You know what I mean? And then because Doug Roan hated Urbic, he was still there, but he he wasn't playing. You know. <laughs> So that kind of like makes me wonder, like, where where do you trim this roster down to keep the skill positions? And if there's one thing that I could think of is maybe they won't keep as many defensive guys because they're so good there that you got to really find out what you have on offense, you know? And that could also be another reason why they're so skill level, skill position, you know, working out and also keep in mind injuries remember that one year with when they had lee evans we thought we were overloaded at the position and everybody got hurt and we're like oh no we got no one at wide receiver but you know i just don't know where you trim the roster down and roster cut down day i gotta say though this is it's nice to have this be a problem yeah right this is this is a good problem to have it's nice not having like a draft where I have to bank on a six rounder <laughs> to like really have an impact on the team his rookie year. You know what I mean? Like the 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 roster's so full. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's you know that was what was good about about this year's draft. Like like Whaley said, heading into it, they're gonna just be able to take the best guy available because they got their team pretty much where it needs to be 
Yeah, and I hate coach speak like that, but it's so true. Yeah, yeah, I, I finally believe that shit. But I, I don't know. From here, I don't know where to go, but that's pretty much it. That's our draft wrap-up. Um, they got some undrafted guys. I would just go on buffalobills.com and check everything out. I yeah. think uh yeah, if you care to know, look it up. There's there's too much to get into and Yeah, and they, they have all the best info and honestly, if you listen to anything else or you read, I'm sure you're in touch with it. Um I hope I'm not your your one source for any kind of information. But we're just an opinion show here. I'm going to do a diligent operation, go through the picks. I mean, we could go through some of these guys, but you know, I know they pretty much signed a uh, a safety, a dude who's pretty much a Jim Leonard clone. Yeah, that your main man Wes, and it's like that dude impressed at the rookie tryout. But you know, check that guy out; he's got an interesting story. But um, yeah, I, and you know me, I love Jim Leonard. Yeah, Jim Leonard is so smart. Man that, that, that's one of those dudes right there. Well, being five seven, one of, the, one of those scrappy veterans that you were talking about before. One of those dudes who'll just go out there and play smart football. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait to see how that position shapes up. But we should be back in a week to ten days, you know. And we'll go over the schedule. We'll break everything down. We'll really see what else happens with this Deflate Gate thing. I guess. Appeal pending. Appeal pending, of course. Robert Kraft has to cry, and I guess, you know, they're not going to be having private dates with Goodell on the, on the yacht anymore. At I'll be A-Bay. his friend. I'm trying Whatever. to eat. But we're out of here. That's Deacon. Say bye, Deke. Bye, Deke. Bye, Deke. And uh, I'm David. Check us out at NumBillsFan on Twitter, at NumBillsFan. And um, please, please, please tell your friends about it. You know, they just want to hear people talk shit about the Bills. We're here. Okay. Thank you. Have a good night, day, whatever you want. And check back. We'll go over the schedule next time and see what else happens. Maybe they make some more transactions, cut a couple guys. You never know. Bye.